0: Teacher of Peace podcast. I'm Amy Cribbs, your Teacher of Peace, coming to you live from the banks of the Turnip Town Creek in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Georgia. Welcome to our second podcast where I'll be talking to you about next steps to unity. And before I get started, I want to talk just a minute about the nature of of how I prepare these podcasts. Um, I'm going to be speaking about something that's not easily expressed. um, And I wanna be sure that it's clear that in preparation, I write an outline for the podcast, but I don't write out a script for what I'm going to say. So I am planning what I'm saying, and it's based on thoughts that I've been having, but um, I'm I'm also kind of speaking off the cuff. So um, today, I'm going to be taking a little bit more of a step out there, And kind of get at the heart of why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. Um, I I said I want to talk about inner and outer peace. And and there are podcasts all over the place about um, mindfulness, building your inner peace. and, And I will address those things later on. But I do want to provide something different. And this is where I'm going to go off on that tangent that's a little bit different. And so I'm saying all this because of the vulnerable place I'm putting myself in and expressing that I know that I might not express things perfectly. And that's part of the authenticity of this podcast. Um, Just know that I'm speaking from the heart and saying something that I think needs to be said. And I hope that I'm able to say it in a manner that is fair and, and makes the point um, without hurting feelings or giving the wrong impression. Um, so without further ado, I will move on to the topic at hand, but I want to uh, review some of the things I talked about in my last podcast. Um, two things I talked about were the human paradox and empathy and the empathy paradox. And to summarize, I um, My main point and a significant point in all that I'm going to talk about is the human paradox that we are all at the core very, very similar, if not the same. That we experience the same set of core human experiences and emotions, but at the same time, based on um, where we live, our um, ethnicity, our religious beliefs, we experience these core human Experiences differently. So, while we're at the core very much the same, we're also very different, and we have to keep that paradox in mind. Another thing we have to keep in mind is empathy. And I talked about how Paul Parkins described empathy as the righteous struggle to try to understand one another. And I took that a step further, and I believe that we can't actually ever know the experience of someone else. There are definitely people we can understand a little bit better than others, but that in all reality, even the people we love the most, we will never know what it's like in, in Atticus Finch's words to walk around in their skin. So both of those things are things to keep in mind as I talk about the next step to unity. So today I'm going to talk about the political divide in our nation um, and I hope to approach it in a way that's very different from honestly anything that I've heard out there. Um, The first thing I want to do before I I start speaking is to acknowledge that um, I am very concerned about some policies that are are being passed um, and more so I'm horrified by the the government's um, model of incivility that that is currently being accepted from both parties so i just want to make that clear that while i'm talking about building peace i do have real concerns but how we express those and move forward with those is is really significant so The first thing I wanna talk about is the 2016 election, and I think that is an important frame of reference as we're trying to understand each other's perspectives, because I don't think we are. Um, And I think what we need to focus on is that across the board in 2016, just like there is today, there was a lot of fear and frustration and concern for the future, um, no matter what station in life we, we were, no matter where we lived, everyone was feeling a little bit of, of concern for different reasons. People had fears uh, of their rights being protected, of their finances being protected, of their health being protected, um, just all across the board. And so I think that's really important to stay focused on that, that that was what was going on during that election, and it still continues, if not even more so today. Um, and so that, that is the main point I want to make, that right now we're operating under a lot of negative feelings. But I think it's also important to, to recognize that that is across the board, that it's not just particular to one party or one group of people. Every Everyone's kind of feeling this, Oh, I just don't have this confidence that I used to have about the future and, and what that holds for me. Um, let me. Let me talk about that just a little bit. I, I feel like I'm a solid example of middle class America. I grew up in middle class America. I, I live in middle class America. Um, I've been fortunate to never have to know what it was like to not be able to have food on the table or to struggle, but I also i have never known what it's like to be wealthy. Um, I've never had that level of comfort where I just didn't have to worry. And something I've felt lately, something I felt in 2016 was that, you know, as a child, I felt like I would reach this point that, um, well, I talked about how that I knew everything and everything was in place, but also this level of, you um, comfort of knowing that I might not make a million dollars, but I'm okay. I'm safe. I felt like, you know, if, if you did your work, you worked hard, you paid your taxes, followed the law, didn't hurt other people, that everything would be okay. And I know a lot of us are kind of feeling that we don't have that same kind of confidence right now. I know that I worry about my financial security, I worry about my physical security, and that's what we're all feeling right now. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I fell and and hurt my foot and was pretty sure that it, it was broken, and you know, this is this is a really common scenario that I had to make all kinds of calls before I would go to the doctor, because I was afraid of how much it was going to cost. Was it worth waiting over the weekend to see if it still hurt? But what if it what if it really was broken and I didn't get the attention I needed right away? Um, and then once I did decide to go to the doctor, calling different facilities to see where I could get the cheapest X-ray and like. <laughs> where I live, there's one option, so there aren't many options, but this is a common theme across um, the United States, Um, and and I think this is something important to keep in mind, that we all want to feel that we can continue our way of life without interruption, and that we're safe, and that if we just do good, do the right thing, don't hurt anybody else, that will be okay. And I think that's just what all of us are wanting right now. So this is the difficult part to talk about. Um, As unhappy as I am with some things I see going on in the government, I'm also unhappy with some things I see just with people in general. And I think it's important to say that what I experience in real life, not on the computer, not on the screen, is totally different than what I see when I turn on the screen. Um, Every now and then, things get tense and uncomfortable in real life, but I think overall, as I look out around me... um, 97% of the people are civil, I don't feel afraid, nobody says ugly things to me, Um, people don't say the things in real life, thankfully, that they're willing to say on Facebook. So I think that's an important piece, that real life and what we see in media is different, and we need to acknowledge that. But what I wanna address is, as someone who has lived with diversity, and someone who has also lived in rural America, I want to make the point that I love and understand the perspectives of both groups of people. And I don't hear anybody saying that, especially in the media or in the government right now. Um, I think that the fears of minorities are very serious and make sense. And they're something we need to take seriously and have action against and, um, and and make that a priority of our nation. At the same time, I understand the fears and concerns of rural Americans who are deeply rooted in this way of life and are afraid that they're going to have that taken away. We need to have some really serious conversations, probably difficult conversations, with people we really don't agree with about how two things can exist at the same time, how it's possible to have people living lives in a way that you might not approve of or that you want for yourself, but that doesn't in any way, shape, or form infringe upon your own. So I guess what I'm saying is we do just have to find a way to talk to each other, and we're not. Um, And a lot of it has to do with the politicians and big corporations playing us against each other. They are cashing in on this division, and they're not doing anything in general to um, step in and change it. And, And I think we need to move towards solutions. We need to stop focusing on, we know, we're not happy right now none of us are happy right now we know things need to change but we need to stop pointing fingers and and throwing sand we need to talk about solutions and it's not easy it is not easy i'm I'm not saying that this is something that we should can just go out and do and that it's easy to do it's not but i think we have reached a point where we've got to understand that what we've been doing is not working that The screaming and yelling at each other isn't making any change. The waiting for the government to really recognize the needs of the people and to speak for the people and not for power, that's not happening either. It's down to us. And um, it's not an easy task that's been placed on our laps. But I think the core of it is understanding that all of us just want to be able to lead our lives the way we always have, Um, And some of us are really concerned about civil rights and feel that that should be a huge focus of our nation. Um, Some of us are concerned about religious rights and feel like that needs to be a focus. We're all wanting to be able to live the kind of life that we've been promised as Americans. And we need to have different kind of conversations to ensure that everyone is able to do that. So I guess... I said I want to focus on solutions. So these are a few of my ideas about solutions, and some of the items I will speak about um, individually in future podcasts. But I think. What we need to focus on is not what's going on now but where do we go from here how do we change this and how can we change the dialogue the national dialogue that is just hateful and um, not moving forward at all how how can we make America a better place the place that we were promised the main thing is I think we need to focus back on the people um, we just live in this media infiltrated world where, um, we have our, uh, stars that we see all the time. Those are our common points of, of interest, the government. I mean, it is just 24 hours of what's going on with these people who live lives that are totally different than most of us. We don't see on TV just normal, regular people. You know, they don't have a show about going to the grocery store and and picking watermelon. I mean, it's what we see on TV is not real life um, and I feel like we need to move the focus back hey we're down here we're the ones we are America and we need to be represented so first I think that's important that we need to realize the difference between what we're seeing on tv and what is going on in our neighborhoods in our community and, and, and the people we go to church with and look back at, at, at real life Um, And with that, I I do want to say that one fear I have is that it worries me to see anyone putting so—we are at a point where we put so much faith in one individual human— and that's frightening, no matter what party they represent, no matter what their job. Um, we need to reach a point where we can say, I like this about this person, but I really don't support this, or, or that was a terrible decision when they did that. We are all or nothing, and, and it honestly is kind of scary, um, that that we would put people up on this pedestal that maybe they don't deserve to be on. Because I know a lot of real people down here who um, are working hard and and deserve recognition, Um, but we just just need to be careful. Um, We also need to remind ourselves of the role of money, especially in media and politics. Um, I think it's really important, especially with media, and I guess I should clarify, It's odd coming from someone who is doing a podcast and I've set up social media accounts to get my message out there. And it's kind of odd because for most of my adult life, I have not had cable TV. I do not watch the news and that's very intentional. Um, I read the news to stay informed, but I would say that most of what's out there and called the news isn't actually news. I remember the day... um, when in every evening we'd set up our TV trays uh, on the brown plaid couch and watch Dan Rather or Walter Cronkite and you had 30 minutes of news and there were no commentators. It was just one person reading the news. You could hear the typewriters in the background. It was very cut and dry and the decision was left to you. You got to interpret that how you wanted. Nobody told you how to do so. Um, And then news became a business. And so now it's everywhere we go. You can choose um, whatever your perspective. There's something out there for you. And it's probably out there 24 hours a day. And I just think it is so critical to remember that it is a business, and with a business comes money. So be wary and know that where we are getting our information there is a perspective that is being fueled by money. Um, and it's important to know that um, we are not getting unbiased information. And that's across the board. And there, there are studies out there that tell us we all like to, we, we seek out um, news outlets that repeat what we want to hear. We don't like to... to um, hear the opposite of what our beliefs are and so that not only are the things out there very slanted we are in human nature picking the things that match what we already feel so we're not exposing ourselves to the other side of the story as a nation and i think that's critical um i mentioned media but i think it's also important to note note with politics and I honestly think that this is like at the core of of a lot of our problems in our nation that we've reached this point that for anybody to be able to run at a national level they have to have billions of dollars Um, and so right there that is just setting things up for problems Um, because no matter how awesome the politicians are they are influenced by donors Period. No matter what party they are influenced by, who offers the most money, and we need to keep that in mind. Um, I think I really, honestly believe that that politicians will start out with the common good in mind and have good intentions, but we have set it up so that it can't. You can't move forward without a lot of dough. <laughs> so um, that is just creating a barrier. A barrier to honesty, I would say. Um, and so I think we need to focus on solutions, not pointing problems, not pointing fingers for the problems. But where do we go from here? Yes, we have an immigration crisis. Where do we go? What can we do? What can we do on the front end to to make um, it such that people don't need to immigrate here? What can we do? Um, we need to think outside the box. We need to to think beyond um, maybe even what we've already been doing. We also need to stop looking at extremes and buying this message that that there's two ways of thinking. <laughs> there's always so many more than that. For a lack of, of a better example, there are way more than 50 shades of gray, Um that you know, we are so willing to accept that all Republicans are this way and all Democrats are this way. No, no, <laughs> and um, you know, even outside of parties, there's just so much variation, and we just need to stop accepting those um, polar opposites and spreading that notion and and judging people and lumping them into groups because. They're just inaccurate. They are completely and totally inaccurate. We need to stop you know, saying that people from one party or religion or ethnicity are all a certain way. That's just not how it is. So we need to start looking at the 50 shades of gray. And the last thing I wanna say is that I think we have to find a different way of communicating. Right now, if you were to t- go into social media and had no sound on and you're not playing any videos, I s- think you would agree with me that you would see a bunch of yelling, if that makes sense, um, that you don't need any sound to hear. You can just read the memes and it's, oh my goodness, um, just everybody is angry and worried and that's coming out and 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 there are reasons to be angry and worried but we've got to move past this yelling at each other isn't working it's not so we're going to have to find something to do besides yell and 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 sometimes it's hard because like I said I, I feel I see things going on that are terrifying that I have a strong opinion about and it's Not political correctness or politeness to think about how you say things. I honestly think that's the best approach to... Changing the conversation and getting people to see things maybe a little more similarly to the way you do. Yelling at them is not going to change their mind. It's not going to change my mind. Being called names isn't going to make me want to change my mind. It's going to make me go the other direction. Honestly, so I think we just really need to be mindful of how we're communicating and think about every post we make. Is this going to make America better? Is this going to help express my my viewpoint? in a fair and honest way? Or is this just feeding the fire? Um, We just really need to think about that. We need to look at the big picture. What are we really wanting? And I think what we really want is for each of us to just be able to live our lives the way we want, feel safe, Feel like we can get sick and not have to go bankrupt. Just feel these basic human things and not feel threatened. And that's what everybody is wanting. Um, And and we need to keep that mind. So as I close today, I am going to um, call up on a quote from Abraham Lincoln, who said, A house divided cannot stand. And I think that's something um, very important to keep in mind, and honestly, I'll have to go back and check the context of that quote um, to know if it was a specific reference to the government, but I think beyond the government, I want us to move beyond the government. I want us to focus on us, and I think it's important to think of our our nation as a house, as a family, because that's right. If we're divided, we can't stand. But think of a family. You've got all these crazy, kooky relatives that might think differently than you, live really different lifestyles than you do, but you accept each other as family because that's just how it is. And, and we need to reach a point where we do that, where, where as Americans we can say, you know what, there are people living really different lives from myself, but they're not hurting me, and I'm not going to impose my lifestyle on them, and I'm okay where I am here. So I hope that I have been able to express the love that I feel for rural America and for urban America at the same time, Um, and maybe made you think a little bit. And I I do want to express that that's my goal with all these podcasts, that you might not agree with everything I have to say, and that's okay. And, yeah, I do kind of want to change your mind and and, and move you towards my way of thinking, but I just really want to get different ideas out there. So what I'm asking is, if you think that I had anything to say that you would like somebody else to to hear, please pass this on. Um, This is something I'm doing from my heart, and I'm going to keep doing, and I'm really taking it seriously to make my message um, something different, because that's what we need to hear. And I I would really appreciate your support in spreading this message. And then the last thing, um, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please help me spread the word by um, following me on social media. I'm honestly kind of embarrassed because it goes against (laughs) how I've always been, and I'm trying to figure these things out, but I'm on Instagram and Twitter um, and Facebook. And also keep an eye out for my Cranes for Peace. I am folding 1,000 origami paper cranes and sending them out into the world and hoping that people will take fun um, pictures and post them on social media with the hashtag Cranes for Peace. Um, This is something that I've set out to do many times because as a 5th grade teacher I read the book Sadako and a Thousand Paper Cranes. Um, There's a legend that in Japan that if you fold a thousand paper cranes, then peace will be achieved. And I figure it's worth a shot, so I'm going for it. I am officially at 33 today, so (laughs) got a ways to go, but I'm getting there. So thank you for listening. Please share this. Um, Please um, share my love for this country and for each other and, and my true desire to bring peace and unity between all of us. Have a great week and see you next week.